Amen. Hallelujah. I got something maybe a little different on my heart this morning, but I'm going to obey the Lord. Amen. Because some of y'all didn't get it last week. It's real close to last week, but it's a little different. Got your Bible. Open my book of 1 Kings this morning. And y'all pray for us. Amen. I just want to obey the Lord. So pray and seeking the Lord, asking him about the service and, and asking him, amen, which way to go. And this is what he gave me, amen. I'm glad, amen. And we know the, this very familiar scripture over in uh, 1 Kings chapter number 18, amen. Very familiar scripture. Hallelujah right there, amen. Uh, 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 boy, I'm telling you what, I'm glad we got a God that hears our prayers and answers. Amen. We know, we know this, this, this verse of scripture where Elijah, hey, where Elijah begins to pray and the fire of God falls down. Somebody say amen. I'm glad I got a God, amen, that can answer by fire. Amen. That's very familiar. I've preached on it before, but not quite like this. Amen. I'm just going to obey the Lord. First Kings chapter number 18. We're just going to get right in it. Amen. Because I don't want to wear your patience. I may, I may be doing a little teaching this morning. Amen, but boy, I, I want to help you, uh, child of God. I want to help our church. Amen, I want to help you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, I want to help you get all that God's got for you. Somebody say amen. That's right. Amen, and there's a way you go about it. Is everybody all right? Amen. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse number 17. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? It's always the preacher's fault. Man, man of God, you're the one troubling everybody. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? He says, man of God, you're the one. Are you the one that's troubling everybody, causing everybody to get all bent out of shape and and causing everybody to, uh, to, 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 to be hurt, amen. And, and just, I mean, you're troubling everybody. You're troubling all the people, amen, with the things you're doing, the things you're preaching, things you're saying, Elijah. Is everybody all right? It's God you're talking about, holding back the rain. I mean, you're just troubling everybody. He said, art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel. Amen. I ain't troubled nobody. That's what he's saying. I, it's not me that's troubling Israel. And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Amen. I'm going to tell you where your trouble's going to start, child of God. Amen. It ain't going to be when a man of God gets up preaching about your sin. Amen, and the Holy Ghost convicts you. But where your trouble starts, amen, is when you forsake the Bible, when you forsake the Word of God and what it says. Somebody say amen. That's where your trouble's gonna start. Amen, is when you believe you can live in your sin and there's no consequences for it. Is everybody all right? Y'all quiet this morning. Amen, I'm gonna preach, hallelujah. Is everybody okay? It's preaching time now. Amen, if you want to worship, you should have got in on it then. Is everybody all right? Hey, Ben, I know it's going this route, but this will preach. 
Amen. He said, he said, he said, I've not, I've not troubled you. He said, but thou, here's where your trouble starts. Amen. Is when you start ignoring the word of God. When you start walking contrary to the scripture. Is everybody okay? This is when your troubles go start. Amen. He said, now verse number 19. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel under Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the groves 400 which eat at Jezebel's table. Boy, there's a message right there. There's a message right there about Jezebel, that old wicked woman. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? It's amazing to me. I'm just going to be honest. Amen. Amen. Is everybody listening to me now? Amen. You be careful. Amen. You be careful who you get in relationships with. Is everybody all right? I don't care if it's a man or a woman. Amen. And I'll just say it like this. Women supposed to be in relationship with men's. Men's supposed to be in relationship with women's. Is everybody okay? Amen right there. That's right. Amen. And boy, and I tell you what, you be careful who you get, who you get involved with. Somebody that'll pull you down and pull you out of the house of God and pull you away from God. Hey, is everybody all right? That somebody's not going to help you walk. Amen. In the straight and narrow. Not going to help you walk according to the word of God. Amen. You be careful getting in a relationship with somebody like that. Is everybody all right? He tells us not to be unequally yoked. Our troubles will start, a child of God's trouble will start when they start going outside the, the family of God to find a mate. Is everybody all right? Trouble will start. I'm just telling you, amen. Amen, you can mark her down. Trouble will come. And so listen to this. He said they eat at Jezebel's table. Well, there's a message right there. Amen, but that's not what we're going to preach on this morning. So Ahab, so Ahab, verse number 20, sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together under Mount Carmel. Got a lot of reading to do. Amen. So y'all listen real quick. Now I'll try to read real fast. Amen. And my, my speech, amen, ain't too quick. So, And verse number 21, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? Amen. Between two opinions. He said, if the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. That's usually the way most of it is. I just be honest. They, they, always got, they always got something to say until they get around to preaching. Is everybody all right? Man, they're running their mouth all over town, amen. But, but when the preacher gets in their, their presence, they don't have nothing to say. Hey, he said, how long halt ye between two divisions? That word halt, I looked it up because I got a pretty good idea what it means, but I want to I give it to you, amen. It means to hop or to skip, to hesitate, to be limp or to dance. Is everybody all right? How long you going to dance between two opinions? Amen. How long you going to dance between trying to figure out whether you want to serve God or you want to run with the world's crap? He said, this is what the problem is, amen. We got people halted between two opinions. They, they, they try on one hand to serve God and they try on another hand to stay with the world and do the things that pleasing to the flesh. Amen, those things that's pleasing to the flesh are usually things that God ain't pleased with. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? Are y'all quiet this morning? 
Amen. 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 They halted between two opinions. They dancing around the truth. They dancing around over here in the world. And then they trying to hop back over here in the church. And then they hop back out over here in the world. Amen. They trying to figure out which way they want to go. How they want to live their life. Is everybody okay? Now that's what Elijah asked him. He said, how long halt ye between two opinions? He said, you need to make up your mind. You need to figure out whether you're going to serve God or not. Oh, y'all quiet. Is everybody okay? Need to figure out whether God, amen, is your God. Did he save you? And if he did, friend, you need to worship him. You need to sell out to him. You need to turn your life over to him. Amen goes right there. He said, if God be God, then serve him. If not, if God can't do nothing for you, he said, then go on out yonder and worship them. Is everybody all right? Amen, but do me a favor. Don't take nobody with you. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? It's preaching time. It amazes me when folks get upset and run off. Amen, I always want to try to take half the church with them. Is everybody okay? I always want to get in somebody's ear. Is everybody all right? Tell them stuff that ain't so. Amen, but when the man of God gets around, I ain't got nothing to say. Is everybody okay? Ain't got nothing to say. Amen, it's amazing to me how they can run that mouth behind their back. I don't know how we got off on this. This ain't the message, but it'll preach. And so, and so we see here, he says, how long halt ye between, how long you just gonna dance around this? How long you gonna just hop around this, amen, and not get in? Not get in with the world, not get in with the church, not get in serving God. Is everybody okay? Amen, gotta make up your mind. Well, it sounds a lot like what Brother Jonathan was teaching in Sunday school, but me and him ain't. He didn't call me and say, I'm going to teach on this. Amen. I said, I'm going to preach it now. God gave me this yesterday. Amen. And so and then in verse number 22, then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Boy, ain't it amazing sometimes you feel like you're in this thing all by yourself? Boy, the devil's throwing everything at you. Family and friends turn on you. Is everybody all right? Boy, he said, I, even I'm alone by myself. It's just me. Amen. Everybody else done walked off and left God. Everybody else done walked off and turned their back on God. Amen. I feel, and sometimes you may feel like, amen, you're fighting this battle all by yourself. Amen. But can I tell you, friend, amen, we serve a God that's great. Amen. And if I got to fight this battle by myself, you'll find me, amen, standing with God. Amen. Because I know what's right and I know what the Bible says and I'm going to do my Past. Amen. To stay with God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you got to fight it by yourself, just make sure you're fighting for the right one. Amen. One that can answer with fire. Amen. One that can bring fire down from heaven. Make sure you're fighting on the right side. Amen. If you got to stand alone, glory to God, just know this you're not really standing alone. But sometimes you may feel like it. When everybody's turned off on you, turned their back on you, walked off. Is everybody all right? That right there, preach. 
He said, I'm here by myself. And we know when we read on, we find out he wasn't. Right? And yet, and yet, but sometimes in our walk, our Christian walk, it's hard. Amen. When people won't hear you, your family won't hear you. Is everybody okay? They've done made up their mind. They've done, they've done decided what they're going to do. Is everybody okay? Amen. And you know what they want you to do? They want you to compromise. They want you to compromise. Amen. They want you to sell out on God and not sell out to God. There's a difference. Amen. They want you to accept their sin. Or you can love them. Amen. You can love them. Amen. And you can pray for them. And you can be there for them. Amen. But they just some things you can't partake of as a child of God. So let me read on. Hallelujah. He said, it's just me. It's just me. I'm here by myself. He said, and there's 450 of them. Everybody all right? And I'm outnumbered. Yeah, man, they, 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 they've got more. Looks like they're having a better time. Is everybody all right? Let me read on. Verse 23. Let them therefore give us two bullets and let them choose one bullet for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire on it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire on it. And call ye on the name of your gods. And I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Amen. Let's ask you a question, child of God. Amen. How many times in your life has God came through? Huh? How many times, how many times in your life? I don't care how long you've been saved, okay, how long you've been serving God, amen. How many times have you fell on your face somewhere, amen, in a time of need in your life, and you pray and God came through? Amen. I'm telling you, I've been saved since December the 17th, 1989. Miss Amanda, I cannot tell you the number of times that my God from heaven has come through in my time of need in my life. Amen. He's done too much for me. Amen for me to turn my back on him now. Is everybody all right? Amen. You heard that man right there. This morning, stand up and with his physical conditions and her a sickness they've been through and the trials they faced and the times that God's come through and he's still praising the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because he comes through. Amen. We serve a God that's able to come through for us. Amen. He carries us. We don't have to carry him. Is everybody all right? Yeah, man. Go down to verse number 27. And it came to pass at noon, that old mean preacher, the, these, these prophets were calling out on their God. They were begging their gods to send down the fire and they ain't heard a word. They were saying, they were saying, no, come down and, and burn up this everything. They got to dancing and cutting themselves and everything. And this old mean preacher, Elijah, 
And it come to pass at noon that Elijah babied them, comforted them, said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I know you're struggling there, but thank you. I'm, I, you know, is there anything I can do to help you? He just pampered them, felt sorry for them, compromised, said, I, I know, I know, I know it's hard. No. That old mean, that old, I think he is a Baptist preacher. Amen right there. Amen. Y'all just think I'm mean. At noon, after they've done, after they've done whined and cried, amen, and, 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 and tried to fight for their God, tried to get their God to answer them, and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry loud. For he is a God. Either he is taking or talking or he is pursuing or he is in a journey or peradventure. He sleepeth and must be awake. He mocked them. Amen. He mocked their religion. He mocked their God. It was a false God and a false religion. There's not salvation in any other name but the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All these other people praying to these other deities. Every one of them's lost in their sin and they're going to hell because there's only one name given under heaven where men might be saved and that's Jesus. Hallelujah right there. Amen. No other name given under heaven. Amen. That's right. And he mocked them. He mocked them. He made fun of them. Is everybody okay? Well, we we need some preachers with some backbone in the day in which we live. It's not afraid to stand on the word of God and preach it. And so he begins to mock them and verse 28, and they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was passed and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded, and I don't care, John Crumley, if they had stayed there for a hundred years, they would have never, not never, heard one word from their dead God, their false God. Is everybody all right? Let me go on to you on a secret. I talk to the Lord every day, and he talks to me. Somebody says, oh, you can't hear his voice. No, you're right, because it goes deeper than the ears. When God speaks, he speaks to the heart. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? Amen. I got a God, amen, that leads me and guides me and protects me. Amen. One I can talk to. Amen. And one that comes through for me in my times of trouble, in my times of need. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I pray over somebody sick and God touch them. Amen. And lift them up. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I pray over somebody in a situation where, where danger was coming. Amen. Where heartache was coming. Families was going to break up. And I seen God step in. I'm telling you, we got a God, glory to God, that can do something. Amen. We don't have to lift him up. He lifts us up. Hallelujah. That's the God I serve. The only God. The true and living God. The great God Jehovah. The God of all strength and all knowledge and all wisdom. 
Amen right there. The God that stepped out of nowhere. Amen. And spoke this world into existence. The God that hung the stars in the sky. The God that spoke the sun into existence. The God that spoke the moon into existence. The God that created man out of the dust of the earth. That's the God I serve. Everybody okay? He's a just God. He's a faithful God. He's a merciful God. He's a forgiving God. He's a loving God. Amen? The Bible says he's a jealous God. Verse 30, And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And here's where we're at. Most folks, and this is what we kind of preached on last week a little bit about our prayer life. God, give me this. This is where most folks in the church is at today. Somebody said, well, not here because I got everything straight last week. Well, that's good. Amen, that's good. Hallelujah. My wife fixed some ribs the other week. Brother Paul, they sure was good. Didn't even have to put no extra sauce on them. She had them covered, son. There was five left, and we put them in the fridge there. We put them in one of them little snap containers. You know what that is, Matt? That's one that got a little lid on it, and it snaps on the side. It goes, pew. It snaps on it, and it says, That's what I call snap container. Five of them in there. Went home from church the other night. She said, what are we going to eat? I said, well, I'm going to eat them rich. She said, well, there ain't but five. I said, that's just enough for me. I said, I'm going to try them. Well, there ain't nothing else to go with them. I said, that's all right. Amen. Brother John, I warmed them ribs up in the microwave. Thank God for a microwave. I didn't have to go out and cut one stick of wood, not start one fire in a pot belly stove. Is everybody all right? Boy, I just slapped them in the microwave, Matthew. About, about three minutes. Amen. I picked them things up, Robert. They was better the second go round. Everybody all right? How many things in leftover? Something I don't know what it does. I don't know how it does it, Brother Eric. But you put them things in. I mean, they good the first go around. Amen. They'll make you. They'll make your tongue just slap your brains out. Amen. And buddy, you put them in that fridge there, and I don't know what little things that's going on in there, dancing around the little snap container, getting inside and all that. Amen. But you get it out, you warm it up. Amen. And you take a bite. And it'll just about make you slap somebody. Right? That's a good, they so much better. <laughs> Don't know how it does it. Amen. I guess it's those good things come to those that wait. Hey, I ain't ever I ain't ever one of them, Brody. I can save you one bite. Amen. I ate all five of them. What'd your wife eat? She ate a sandwich. All you men say amen. You'd have done the same, you'd have done the same thing. <laughs> Brother Darrell said, that's right. Miss Shirley said, no, no, you wouldn't. So, <laughs> I don't know how we got off on that. So we're down. Verse number 30. And Elijah said unto all the people, come, near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Where, how, how's your altar been? See, some of y'all got it last week. Got in, praying, been praying this week. Some of you didn't quite get it. 
your altar's still broken down and you're wondering why, you're wondering why you're struggling. Is everybody all right? You wonder why you are struggling in your relationship with God. You're wondering why you're struggling in your walk. You're wondering why you're struggling in your church attendance. Amen, it's because your altar's broken down. Is everybody okay? Amen, you know, you know, amen, our, our, our prayer life, amen, is one of the most important things in a Christian's life. Amen, our church is one of the most important things in a Christian's life. These are places we get strength. These are places we learn to endure. Is everybody all right? These are places we hear from God. And if your altar's broken down, you ain't gonna get much no matter what you do. And so he began to repair his altar. And I want to help you get yours repaired today. Amen, I want you to be able to, uh, uh, to pray and talk to God. Amen, you'll get more out of him that way. Somebody say amen. If you never talk to your wife, or you never talk to your husband, everybody okay? You ain't going to get too much response out of them. Be a whole lot of fussing and fighting going on. Everybody okay? So he began to repair the altar that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones, according to the numbers of the tribes of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be my name. And I thought about that. And with the stones, he built an altar, 12. And then we read on down, Brother Robert, and he said, he, he laid the wood in order. We've got to have things in order in our life. And he took four barrels of water, and said, I want you to pour it on the sacrifice after he got it cut up and put on there. And then he said, I want you to do it the second time. That's four more barrels. And then he said, do it the third time. That's 12. My math, four times three is 12. That's what they taught me. I don't know what they teach now. Everybody they teach that fuzzy math. Everybody all right? That stuff's wicked. That's out of hell. Is everybody okay? It's either right or it's wrong. And so I thought about 12. What's the, what's the importance of 12? Why did he pick 12 stones? Why did he have 12 barrels of water? 12. So I, I got this book that Brother Dean McNeese's uncle wrote. Amen, the divine design of the numbers. And it's, and it's biblical. Amen. And, and, they, and, and they've got them. And, and boy, and Brother Dean uses it. And a lot of great preachers use it. Anyway, these are numbers. And these are the meanings of them. And I'm not necessarily a numbers man all the time, stuff like that. But, I, but sometimes things just jump out at me, Brother Allen. Twelve. Twelve. The number twelve, you know what that means? Divine authority. Letting God have complete control. That's the divine authority. Letting God have authority over your life, over your actions, over how you live. Is everybody Okay. Giving, giving God complete rule over you. That's what authority is. Is everybody okay? Giving God, giving the divine God, amen, complete power over your choices. I thought, wow. He got 12 because in our life, amen, as we pray, we're, we're to come to God and we're to allow, allow God to have divine authority over us. Is everybody okay? And so I thought about that, and I thought about each one of them, and I began to look, amen, and, and the number one, as he began to lay those stones, the number one is unity. 
Is everybody okay? We've got to have unity between us and God in our life. We need unity down at the house of God. We need to walk together. Is everybody okay? We need to come together in unity. And I thought about that, and I thought about, well, uh, the number two is witness. And the number three is complete. And the number four means humanity. But if we ever in a time in which we live need to have a burden, amen, for humanity, for everybody, amen, for their soul, amen, for their, for their well-being, it's the day in which we live. How do we learn that? In prayer, in an altar, talking to God. Is everybody all right? But if we never do, if we never do, I'm getting somewhere. And so then I see the number five is grace. Amen, that's where we can find grace in our life. Amen, when we mess up, when we sin, somebody say amen. When we have sinned against God, amen, we find grace. Amen, in time of need, amen, on our face, in the altar. Right? We find forgiveness and his mercy. Listen to this. And then the number six, we know is man. That's, boy, we need, a, we need a burden. Amen. We need to get ourselves, our individual selves, right with God. You're not going to do it if you're not praying. You're not going to do it if you're not, if you're not reading your Bible. You're not going to do it if you're, not, if you're not coming to the house of God. Is everybody okay? These are things that are a must in a Christian's life. I know everybody can't make everything. That's not what I'm saying. You don't have to be here every time the door's open. But the preacher will be. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I see, I see that didn't go too good with some of y'all. Let me, let me hit that again. You don't have to be, but I will. Amen, and I'm going to enjoy my walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. And there ain't, enough, there ain't enough devils in hell. Amen, to get me to quit on God. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to do it. He's done too much for me. And so as I look at number six and then I look at number seven, perfect. And number eight, a new beginning. Somebody say Amen. I mean, there's some things, that, that number seven is completion. There's some things in our life, amen, we need to be done with. We need to get over. Amen, that, 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 that number eight's a new beginning. There's some times in your life, amen, as long as you've got a place to come to and your altar's repaired and your altar's workable, amen, you can start over afresh with God. Is everybody okay? Right? And then the number nine is divine order. We need to let God put things in order. Amen. He will show us that order in our life. Amen. And then the number 10 is just order. You've got to have some order in your life. I mean, you've got to have, you've got to have some things that's prioritized. Amen. I know we've got to work. Somebody say amen, men. You've got to have a job. Amen. And we, and we do things. We do things with our families. And I understand that. But there's got to be some order. Some things set up in order in your life. This is a priority. Is everybody okay? Serving God ought to be one. Your prayer life ought to be a priority. Order. And then I look at the number 11 is judgment. Judgment. When God's word judges us. When God's word rubs us wrong. When God's word and God's man preaches against sin. And our life is not lining up, and we preached it, we preached it, we preached it Wednesday. We're not measuring up, right? Got to measure up. Check the Bible and see if your life's measuring up. Check the scriptures. The judgment of God, it'll tell us where we're lacking. It'll tell us where we're messing up and what we're missing. 
Amen. You don't have to take my word for it. Read your Bible. The judgment of God will straighten us out. Is everybody okay? And then that's when we get to the divine authority. Number 12. As I thought about that, brother, I thought, wow. But if we take one of them out, because we usually do, because we don't want to do everything, we start getting things out of order. We start taking this stone out over here because we don't like its effect. We take this stone out over here because it's too heavy. Is everybody all right? We take this stone out over here because it's rubbed us the wrong way. It's hurt us. We take this stone out because we fell on it and we got scraped up. And we take that stone out because the preacher preached it and we didn't like it. And we take that stone and that stone and before you know it, our altar is in disrepair. Our altar is in disarray. Our altar has no stones. And we get to zero stuff. He started, he didn't start out with any stones. He had to put 12 stones down. The altar was broken down. Amen. He started with one and he went all the way up to 12. But before he started, they were zero. Zero. You know what zero is? It means undisciplined. Everybody all right? You're going to have to have some discipline in your Christian walk. You're going to have to have some discipline in your study. You're going to have to have some discipline in your life, amen, in your prayer life. Is everybody all right? Amen. You want to know what's wrong with most people in that they're undisciplined? Amen. Whenever anything pops up, amen, that they think is going to be more fun, they run to it. They're undisciplined. Amen. Whenever somebody over here is doing something and they know it's wrong and their flesh likes it, they run to it because they're undisciplined. They have no stones, amen, in their altar. They have no stones, amen, in their life. Amen. They cannot stand on the word of God because they have nothing. They have nothing that they're anchored to. Everybody all right? Their altar is broken down. Their prayer life is a wreck. And a mess. What do they do, Davin? They blame everybody else. That's right, because they're undisciplined. Amen, right there. Hallelujah. When I got saved, I just started going to church. Amen. I just got, hey, I just started going to church. When I got saved, I just started going to church. I went on Sunday morning. I went on Sunday night. I went on Wednesday night. Amen. I just thought that's what you done. I didn't know no different. I didn't know you could lay out. I had a preacher that preached against everything. Is everybody all right? Oh, yeah. And boy, I just went. Amen. And there was plenty of times. Amen. My old thug buddies would call me up. My drinking buddies, my running buddies, my fighting buddies had called me up. They'd call me up on Saturday. Call me up on Saturday. Hey, got a party going on. You want to come? Well, that flesh said, man, that. Sound like that might be fun. But that mind, that, that heart. Say, no. Can't go. Why? Gotta gotta stay home. I gotta get rested up. We got church tomorrow. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? 
Most folks can't get up and come to the house of God and get anything out of it because they stayed up all night Saturday night and when they come struggling in here, amen, staggering in here, amen, look like they just crawled out of bed, still got their clothes on they had on the night before, amen, and they're laying in the bench, amen, with their head bowed and their eyes closed and I know they ain't praying, amen, they're asleep and they say, we can't get nothing. What does Brother Tony do? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Everybody okay? Amen goes right there. Their altar's broken. There's no discipline. There's no discipline. Amen in their lives. And he said, hey, God that answers by fire. And what he do, first thing he done is he repaired his altar. If you're going to get anything out of God, friend, you're going to have to have a place in your life that you can get along with God. You're going to have to have some discipline in your life. Amen? You're going to have to have some discipline. Some, some things that, that you know the Bible says is wrong, it's wrong. Amen? Doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. Doesn't mean we're going to live a life that's sinless. And when we do sin, God's not going to just thump us in the head and kill us. God's going to give us a space for repentance. Read your Bible. He's going to give us a time to come back to our altar. Amen. And say, here I am, God. I messed up. I I, I, I went against this stone in my life. I went against that. I went against that part of the word. God, forgive me. Help me get it right. But if we don't pray and we don't have an altar, we never do that. Amen. And we can just continue to go out into sin. I got to move on. So he went out with the four barrels. Let's go down to verse 36. It came to pass at that time of the, at the it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord, here he goes praying. Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God. In Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Amen. Amen. God will turn them back. Amen. If they'll listen. God will turn them back, but they got to hear, amen, the preacher. They got to hear the prayer. Is everybody all right? Then, verse 38, I like this verse. Then, the fire of the Lord fell. God answers the fire. We serve the God, the God. Amen. The Almighty. The one who is able to answer. And consume the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones. Hallelujah. And the dust. And licked up the water that was in the trench. Boy, there's one thing I know. I ain't real smart. But if you're going to start a fire, amen, don't get everything soaked down with water. Is everybody all right? Hey, you don't put water on a fire if you want it to burn. Well, them folks up in Canada begging for rain. 
Everybody in fires out there and in California. Is everybody all right? Amen. And then the rain comes and then they're begging it to stop. It's washing everything away. Is everybody all right? Maybe they ought to get rid of some of their wicked sin. I'll leave that right there where it's at. Amen. But boy, there's one thing I know. Boy, if I'm going to have a fire, amen, Brother Robert, I want some dry wood. I don't want water all over everything. Amen. And if I get a fire, I'm not going to put water on and expect it to keep burning. But that ain't the way God's fire worked. He, la- he lapped up the water. Licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. You won't get nothing if you don't show up. They wouldn't have never got that. He said, go call the people and tell them to come. I wonder what, I wonder what that one would have done that said at home. And they begin to say, man, you should have been there. Boy, Elijah poured water on that thing. Hey, man, he began to pray, and the fire of God fell down. Boy, and I'm telling you, he, he lapped up the water. Oh, I don't believe that. Ain't that right? Oh, but I have to see it to believe it. Well, you should have been there. Right? Is everybody, y'all quiet this morning. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. And they said, the Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. And Elijah said unto them, take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. They took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. And then we read over there, and I'm just going to have to hit the high spots on this. Read over in 2 Chronicles. Amen, where Solomon builds the temple and he begins to pray, right? In chapter 6, and when he gets done in chapter 6, the Bible says in chapter, verse number, chapter 7, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, that, and when he finished praying, fire fell from heaven, consumed his sacrifices, And the glory of the Lord, listen to this, filled the temple. If the fire is going to fall in your life and the glory of God is going to fill it, friend, you're going to have to have an altar that's in repair that you can go to and you can pray. And you're going to have to relinquish your life to the divine authority of God. Are you hearing me? You're going to have to say, God, here it is. You have full control. Amen. Oh, I, you may have a great life. You may have a good life. But boy, when you release it to God, it'll be so much better. I don't know how in the world else to explain it to you. Amen. I don't have words, Brother Allen, to tell folks, amen, that, that serving God is better, even in the dry times, even in the hard times. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that our God is a consuming he will burn those things out of your life he will set up fire inside of your bones amen we preach that message over there about getting fire in your pan fire from the altars everybody alright y'all remember that amen men of God y'all need to get some fire in your pan amen you need to get some fire amen so when you stand amen you can proclaim the word of God and you can preach with boldness fire from the altar our God will consume that fire, or is a consuming fire. This morning, I don't know about your altar, 
And maybe, maybe a lot of you got it right last week. I know, I know I feel like some of you did. But God wants the rest of you to get it right this week. Maybe your prayer life needs some improvement. Maybe your dedication to the church needs some improvement. Maybe you, maybe you just need to surrender it all to God and give him the divine authority in your life. Let God have complete control and rule over everything you do. Somebody say amen. Oh, that don't mean the devil's not going to try to attack you, throw, don't throw them fiery darts at you, put, put evil thoughts in your mind. Somebody say amen. But boy, we're going to have to let God have complete reign, amen, and control. Amen, so we can resist the devil, so we can resist the devil. The Bible says, submit yourselves therefore unto God, or resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Everybody all right? So how's your altar? Uh, How many stones have you gotten rid of? Are we down to no discipline in our life? Can we not resist? Can we not resist? Can we not stand up? Hey, men say, that's wrong. I'm not going to partake. That's wrong. I'm not going. Do we not have any discipline? Come on, talk to me. If we, can't, if we got no discipline, it's because we've got no pr- Zero. Zero prayer. Your altar, your altar is in disarray. Your altar's destroyed. If you can't resist, if you have no discipline in your life, Everybody okay? You're in trouble. You're in trouble when you lack discipline. You're in trouble. God help us. Somebody make your way to Tiana. God help us. Get our altar repaired in our homes. We got a good altar here, Brother Tracy. Yeah, but if this is the only place you pray, is when you're at church. And that's what the problem with most folks is. Problem with most people why they Brother Billy get discouraged and get out of church is because the only time they ever pray is when they come to church, and they don't come enough to keep their prayer life in good order. I would rather, I would rather, now I, I love to see people come to the altar. I think you should. But I'd rather you have a prayer life at home five days a week than come down to the church and make a show of it once a month. Is everybody okay? I went down the altar out there at the church and I just prayed, prayed, prayed. Yeah, but that's the only time you prayed a whole month, you're in trouble. Hey, I'd rather, you, I'd rather you pray five nights a week at home, amen, so with God, have an altar at the house, amen, at your house, amen, and come down to the house of God and just sit there and look at me, amen, like you're done. Because your life will be strong in the Lord. It's not what you necessarily do here, but what you do at home, it'll show how you treat this place. Whether you're here 
Now, I know people have to work. I ain't talking about that. I know people have vacations. I ain't talking about that. I know people get sick. I ain't talking about that. I know things come up. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm, I, well, they just don't much come up. Keeps me out of the house, God, sorry. Sickness, I understand. Vacation, I understand. Working, I understand. Amen. So this morning, I don't know what you need this morning. I know maybe it was different. If you want the fire of God in your life, friend, you're going to have to have an altar somewhere. And if you ain't hearing from God, it ain't God's fault. Everybody okay? If you ain't hearing from God, it ain't God's fault. If you, hey, hey, if you ain't hearing from God, it's Brother Eric's fault. Gotta be. But it ain't God's fault. It ain't my fault. Trust me, it ain't my fault. It's his. It's him. Whatever he is or ain't doing is, effect, is keeping God out of your life. Keeping you from hearing from God. It's his fault. That's it, brother. Brother Darrell, you're on fire, son. Got a spirit of God on you. Hallelujah. But when you fall away, and you get out of church because you ain't hearing from God, it's not God's fault. It's Brother Eric's fault. Don't you forget it. And you let everybody know when you leave. It's Brother Eric's fault. It's his fault. Let them know. That's right. Blame him. Yeah. Ah. It ain't, it ain't Brother Eric's fault. I forgot. It's Shelly's fault. Somebody, it can't be my fault. Can't be your fault, right? It ain't God's fault. It's got to be somebody else's fault. No problem is the altar broke down. Amen. God wanting to talk to you today. Amen. I want us to stand to our feet. I hope the Lord has spoke to you.